Introducing Bluehost Cloud, ultra-fast WordPress hosting with 100% uptime. Want a website with unmatched power, speed, and control? Of course you do. And now you can have all three with Bluehost Cloud, the new web hosting plan from Bluehost. With 100% uptime and incredibly speedy load times, your WordPress websites will be dependable and lightning fast on a global scale. Plus, your sites can handle even the biggest traffic spikes without going down or lagging. And with Bluehost Cloud, you get 24-7 WordPress priority support, meaning you're connected to WordPress experts anytime you need them. Not to mention, you automatically get daily backups and world-class security. So, what are you waiting for? Get Bluehost Cloud today by visiting bluehost.com. That's bluehost.com. Hello and welcome to the HP Podcast, your weekly podcast about video games. I'm Ben, and with me here today is Brandon. What's up, man? Howdy doody. Good. Dave is, uh, I didn't say, how are you? I said, howdy, dude. All right, fair enough. Dave's uh, handling some family issues tonight, uh, spending time uh, with his mom and stuff like that. So uh, he will not be here this evening. And uh, Brandon, you and I are going to hold it down. We're going to probably like hold hands too, maybe. Uh, ideally. 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 In an ideal world. Yeah. So which man's penis opens up? To accept the other man's penis. The left one. Okay. Yep. Fair enough. The one on the left. Wow. This uh, show's already starting off as a banger. Guys, if you (laughs) want to hear more stories about Dave's dumpy and whatever Brandon just said that I'm still trying to work through in my brain. Me too. uh, You can go over to patreon.com slash handsome phantom to support us at the $1 a month or more level. Get early ad-free access to the show. You can uh, get access a month early to HP podcasts whenever we release those. I'm sorry, to the HP After Dark show, uh, where we just talk about like horrible things, honestly. <laughs> I don't even know how else to put it. And coming out on the Discord, handsomefandom.com slash Discord, if you want to be part of the party, we appreciate it. Brendan, there's a lot of weird stuff happening in the world today. Lots of weird, Lots of weird things happening in the past couple months. It's been a... Strange year so far, and we haven't even made it through month one. Wow, that's true. Do you remember last year? By what happened, like by January seventh, I was like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh lord, everything is wrong now. Yeah, uh, the year before wasn't a whole lot better, but no, it was not. Well, there's a lot of stuff happening in the video game space, but the I mean, the good thing about no matter what's happening is we always can play the video games yes of to course to bring ourselves some solace unless we live in china and we're underage unless we live in china and then we have 1 hour a week <laughs> to play the video games got to bring it up have to yeah. at, le- at least once per podcast ccp this isn't like a sneaky covert option o- operation or anything like that it's just something that we have to talk about yeah that's true well, we actually don't have any CCP news today, though. Oh, what a shame. See, yeah. I knew that, and I had to, I had to get it you in there You had to slide it in there. That's what I'm saying, Yeah, is that it seems as if we're doing it intentionally, but it's just a train of thought. Right. Interesting. Okay, so there's, there was a lot of speculation, and this is just a follow-up, and we're going to talk about Call of Duty and Activision and all that kind of stuff here for a minute. Uh, but there was a lot of conversation last week, uh, all through the week, about 
you know, exclusivity for the PlayStation, uh, I'm sorry, for Microsoft and the Activision purchase and stuff like that. Well, one good thing that you can rely on, because you were worried that you might have to play Call of Duty on your Xbox. Which wouldn't have been the end of the world. Right. Kind of is where I was at last week, but proceed. So Phil Spencer tweeted out a couple days ago and said, had good calls this week with leaders at Sony. I confirmed our intent to honor all existing agreements upon acquisition of Activision Blizzard and our desire to keep Call of Duty on PlayStation. Sony is an important part of our industry and we take value in we and we value our relationship. So obviously a little bit of marketing speak there, too. Yeah. But so Call of Duty. Set to stay on PlayStation. Who knows what else will or won't stay on PlayStation that's already there. Right. Um, but at least we know that Call of Duty is going to be there. Now, you know, Phil made it sound like they worked out some sort of agreement, right? Right. But, and this is after last week, uh, PlayStation tweeted out that they expected Sony to honor all existing commitments. Well, Jason Schreier uh, tweeted out a little bit ago, a couple hours ago. Uh, quote, news, Activision is committed to releasing at least the next three Call of Duty games on PlayStation, even after the Xbox acquisition, according to people familiar with the deal. That's COD 2022, 23, and Warzone 2 and 23. After that, it's hazier. With other recent acquisitions, such as Bethesda and Obsidian, Microsoft fulfilled existing contracts and then released or announced subsequent games for PC and Xbox, but not for PlayStation. Uh, So... This is basically, it was like they already had legal agreements in place that it was going to be on PlayStation for the next three years. And then Xbox still got to look like the good guy and say these (laughs) games are going to be on. So I I know that, you know, I think eventually they will either move stuff that's on PlayStation now to be Xbox exclusive, or they will uh, come to some sort of arrangement with PlayStation, whether that means PlayStation has to pay some sort of monetary fee, whether they increase the amount of money that they charge for them on PlayStation consoles, whether Game Pass comes to consoles, who or comes to PlayStation, who knows exactly what could happen. Um, but, you know, for now, you can still use your DualSense to do your shooting. Yeah, for now, for now. No, I think this is um, interesting news. Um, we didn't really know a whole lot, and this kind of sheds a little bit more light. I c- can't imagine the red tape that's involved with oh, yeah. buying a company that already s- is contractually obligated to make something for a couple of years that is your competitor, I mm-hmm. guess, so yeah. to speak. Yeah. So that's kind of an interesting um, scenario there for Sony, I bet. But I don't really know how to feel about it in general. Um it's a little confusing, right? Yeah, 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 it's a little confusing. And honestly, like, I, ultimately, I don't think the consumer, regardless of anything that's happening right now, I think there will be some changes in the future, but I don't think the consumer will be affected for a while, right. clearly. Um, and even afterwards, I mean, I would imagine that there is a staggering number of players playing Call of Duty on PlayStation, PS5, PS5 PS4 right sure, now, sure. Like, like as we speak, you know right. what I mean? And I think that Sony would not be doing good business if they didn't at least open the possibility um, of something like that to continue to happen. Right. Um, so I guess it's great. Honestly, I've been so lukewarm on Call of Duty lately um, that I don't know. I just don't really care what happens at this point. Right. Because I, <laughs> you're like, what am I going to lose? Yeah. Yeah. Like I've become stale on the entire on on everything its existence warzone um vanguard everything right um so 
I'm indifferent as to what happens because unless it gets tanked, uh, it's going to be fine. Yeah. It can't be much worse, I right. guess is what I'm saying. And I mean, I guess ultimately I'd love to live in a world where it didn't matter that I needed to play the Call of Duty because it wasn't the the most accessible, right. you know, most polished in quotes. <laughs> right. I guess if you want to call it that first person shooter out there, you know, um, yeah. but at least this year, um, a couple of the other big boys have kind of just last year, I guess at this point, have just fallen short. So I hope it's not a problem going forward. And I really don't foresee it being for most people. Sure. Um, and if you want to play Xbox games, just buy both. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. Yeah. That's where I'm at. That's kind of where I'm at, too. You know what I mean? Speaking a little further about Xbox, uh, this article comes from the Washington Post. came out a few days ago. Uh, it says, well, the title of it is, Xbox CEO Phil Spencer on reviving old Activision games as Microsoft positions itself as tech's gaming company. Quote, with its $68.7 billion acquisition, billion dollar acquisition of Mammoth Embattled video game publisher Activision Blizzard, Microsoft will be taking on a lot. It will be absorbing a company criticized by employees for its workplace culture, one that is embroiled in lawsuits alleging gender-based discrimination and sexual harassment. Microsoft will also be taking on game development studios that have inched closer to unionization over the last several months. But it will also be adding an element that newly minted CEO of Microsoft Gaming Phil Spencer sees as core to Microsoft's strategy for consumer acquisition, a slew of video games and long abandoned franchises. And so basically the article goes on to talk about how, you know, they're going to keep making games. Don't get me wrong. Like they're going to keep putting out. Wow. Diablo is still going to come out. Uh, well, they already had both of those, I guess, or they already had, um, had wow. At, or I'm sorry, Diablo at this point, but uh, I'm talking out of my ass here. <laughs> The, both of those are now new to them. Right. They're going to keep making those games. They're going to keep working on them, all that kind of stuff. Call of Duty, of course, is still going to come out. Uh, you don't, you know, you don't spend that much money. But what he's saying is like some of these old franchises that Activision owned, now whether that be, uh, you know, something like Tony Hawk or right. Spyro right. or whatever, we don't know necessarily. But he says they're committed to bringing some of those back. And so there's a lot of speculation, like are they going to keep, take some of those companies, some of those developers off of Call of Duty, put them on these other games, et cetera. Etc. But Brandon, I want to talk a little bit about are they really though? Because they bought Activision and they bought it at a premium. Right. And big premium. Activision makes a lot of stuff and they make a lot of money and they publish a lot of games. But the money is in Call of Duty. Yeah. And I wonder if that my thought is, is this just marketing speak for we're going to make this a better company by buying it to make people less upset because people will be able to work on those old franchises. Right. Or is there really some commitment there? Because Microsoft's had franchises that they haven't done anything with for right. years. Now, I think really what this means is that um, Skylanders will be revived mm -hmm. um, and that every single resource from Call of Duty will now be taken off to revive the much-needed return of new Skylanders yeah. um, in I this so. world. <laughs> I'd like to see Captain Price as a Skylander. <laughs> That would actually be kind of cool. It'd be but, kinda lit. Um, yeah, you're right, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I would fucking buy the action figure. I would. Um, but no, I just think this, it's really convenient when, you know, some people are torn up about this. Right. And we've even been torn up, you know, for better or for worse, whether right. we're excited or it's been an interesting acquisition that was unexpected. And I think that it's, there is no way that this isn't a win by saying this. Sure. I think that it, means more that it's said than what it actually is going to be, honestly. Right. It's so easy to say. Of of course, when you buy a company, you buy all these IPs. Of course, there's a possibility for you to make the games. Right. Of course there is. 
just like we know that Grand Theft Auto is going to come out eventually and that there's going to be a new Red Dead eventually. It's just like, of course, that's a possibility. And I think it's good for them to say that because it gets the buzz around. Everyone's sure. thinking, what are they going to make? Skylanders, obviously. But you know, <laughs> what, what are they going to make? And whether or not it's actually going to get put into practice is another thing altogether. Yeah, we'll see. Um, and I just think that there's a lot more involved than just simply saying, hey, now we have all this access to all these IPs. Right. It, it's a way to pull heat off of the acquisition and to get people excited about the possibilities rather than just all, you know, dismissive. Uh, of course, I'm both. Right. You know, right, I'm, right. I'm no. dismissive of the deal and also excited about the potential for the future. So right. we'll see. It just is a win for them. Either way. Mm -hmm. So, of course, they make the statement. Of course sure. they do. because It's good PR. Because there's a game that everybody loves from Activision. I mean, it's they're a giant, right? Right. right. Um, so, now, I don't... People are, going, are probably going crazy on other podcasts talking about every which way, yeah. every game that could possibly be made. And right. I'm just kind of like, just chill. We don't know what's happening yet. Right. And... It probably won't even make financial sense for them to reboot your favorite game. Right. You know what they're I mean? They're not like, going to take uh, <laughs> one of the main Call of Duty, you know, they're not going to take Infinity Ward off of Call of Duty to, to reboot um, what, what's a good game? What's a good one I can think of here? Uh, to reboot Crash. Right. Or something right, like that. Right, I mean, right, right. Crash is successful, but. You right, know. exactly. So, yeah. yeah, I don't know. I just think that we know where the money is from Activision. Right. And we know that Blizzard makes great games and they've been making a lot of money for a long time. Right. So we know where the good IPs are and where they'll continue to move. Not to say that something couldn't be revived, but I think that this is more goodwill than right. anything else at this point, uh, especially because it's so early. You know what I mean? Sure, so. sure. Well, let's move off of Microsoft for a little bit. Who knows? We may end up getting back to them, but... Brandon, I want to talk a little bit about Hitman 3. Ooh. Ooh, Hitman 3. This comes from Rock, Paper, Shotgun. Haven't cited them in a long time. Yeah, I was going to say, I haven't even... Damn. I forgot about this. Yeah, man. Uh, sorry. I, I think they're a good site. I'm not saying anything negative about them. I no, just, me too. I me just kind of forgot about it. Uh, it says, Hitman 1 through 3 is a fantastic trilogy and also a curse upon digital storefronts. Hitman 3 frustrated players when it first launched on Epic because their progress didn't carry over. Hitman 1 frustrated players on GOG last year because its internet requirements constitute DRM. And now Hitman 3 is back at it again on Steam. Uh, it was not available on Steam at first, and now, it, and now it is. It currently has mixed reviews after arriving on the platform earlier this week with players cross about its price and umpteen additions. And yes, again, progress not carrying over for some. At the time of writing, Hitman 3 on Steam has more than a mere 50% positive reviews. Oh, man. That's kind of sad. 50% positive. That's bad. That's not good. Yeah, yeah that's absolutely. bad. Uh, chief among the issues and negative reviews is the price, which is set at $60 American for the standard edition. That's the same price it was when it launched a year ago, which, by the way, most games, when they come to a new platform, tend to launch at full price. Yeah, how, how, how can anyone complain about that? I I mean, well, possibly well, fathom. You know, let me take that back. Yeah. It's the internet. It's gamers. So everyone yeah. can, you yeah. know. It's our breed, Brandon. Yeah. We know, we know we're <laughs> It's our kind. It's it. our yeah. people. But I just wanted to kind of, I don't know, just kind of reminisce on Hitman 3 a little bit. Yeah, you man. played Hitman 3. Yeah. I played yeah, Hitman yeah. 3. We both loved Hitman 3. It's one of the most underrated games of last year, in my opinion. Or 100%. maybe not, not even underrated, but most forgotten. Yeah, it's kind of slept on. Yeah. It kind of came and went. And I just... I guess just like the idea of, uh, you know, review bombs and 
uh, sour grapes about Epic versus Steam, right. that kind of stuff. It just bugs me. Yeah. I don't really understand. Well, I don't understand is the is the best way yeah. to put it. Yeah, no, I, I think that people will forever be upset that every single thing they ever won can't be on Steam. Right. Um, and For that, free. Yeah, and to that I say... Why would it be? Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like these companies and these people, like competition is good. I don't want literally everything always to be on Steam. And that's the only way you can get it. That right. wouldn't be good either. Imagine that. Right. You know what I mean? Um, and as far as the 60 bucks, I mean, that's just ridiculous to even complain about that at that point. Right. I'm sure there was care taken when trying to port this to PC nonetheless. So yeah, I don't know. It's really disheartening. I think that sometimes review bombing can favor the consumer. Sure. Um, in certain situations, like it's merited. Right. Right. Um, look at No Man's Sky. Absolutely tanked. But guess what? It's been resolved. And so everything's back to normal. Everything's hunky-dory. Mm -hmm. But to see such a good game, even at $60, I mean, that's not ridiculous. No. I would pay $60 for that game again yeah. if I could play it again. Right. You could. What, exactly. <laughs> yeah. For the first time. But um, no, I just, it's such a shame because it really is a good game. Right. And to think that over something so stupid. A bunch of trolls. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, it's, it's ridiculous how many people will be dissuaded from an excellent experience, play, played Hitman 2 maybe, and then go to the three page because they just beat two and go, what's going on here? Right. And it's not a reflection of the game. Right. You know what I mean? And, and you know, I guess at that point, it's on the back of the consumer to read the reviews and kind of find, pick it. But, you know, it works both ways. It can help the consumer um, to make an informed decision. But in cases like this, I really don't think it's an accurate reflection of the game whatsoever. Right. It's certainly not. And I think that what you need to do is, you know, if you get the opportunity to look at the amount of hours played by some of those people who have yeah. reviewed it. Yeah, it's like... I, I love it when you see the memes of, like, played 2,000 hours, gave it a, a 0%, said it was terrible, hated it. Yeah, it's either that or it's, like, 5,000 hours logged. It's all right. Yeah. That's what that... Yeah. It's like, bro, <laughs> you, you spent, like, a, a, a year's worth of working time playing this. I know. That's crazy. But, um, but no, I... Uh, it really sucks for IO, I think, because... Yeah. I think that they obviously did really well on console. Um, I don't know if it blew anything out of the water that they had expected. I don't remember seeing like crazy numbers on that game for PlayStation. I think it did well as far as um, commercial success, but I don't think it like, yeah, it didn't, yeah. It didn't surprise anybody. Right. It wasn't like record breaking numbers. They made their really. money though. Right, right. And they got a bag from Epic. Right. You would have to assume. So they certainly did well, but... I want them to continue to do well. These are the people that are in charge of the next 007 franchise. Right. Why do you want to tank them? Because really, that's ultimately what it goes back to, is you could be angry about a $60 price tag all you want. Right. And there could be some jank. But to be honest with you, if you want a seamless experience that gives you no jank and you don't have to switch between platforms, buy a console because you don't want a PC. Right. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to exactly. be honest with you. Every person that's bitched about that, if you don't want the hassle of having to go through multiple platforms... Buy a console. Yeah. Then you don't have to deal with it, my man. Right. So, <laughs> you, But here's the thing. I play mostly on PC at this point. You know how much work it is for me to switch from one to the other? A click? I have to double click my mouse. Oh my God. Heaven for and fucking if you put it, if you put it on your taskbar, if you pin it there, yeah. you, you have to single click. Oh my God, Ben. It's a little better, but not. it's still, it's still rough. You're being a little bit ridiculous. It's just they're so 
heated by just seeing that epic store, that GOG store come over yeah. there. Like it's like it's the worst thing ever. And I understand to some extent, like you like to keep all your stuff in the same place. And like if you want to play, let's say I want to play a game. Uh, I'm trying to even think of one that I would have on PC, uh, whatever. Let's say you want to play a game and you're like, you log into Steam and you're like, oh, crap, that's on Epic. OK, you have to close it and then open Epic. Right. Like, yeah, I get it. That's a little annoying. But is it that big of a deal? No, uh, no. no, it's not. <laughs> and I also understand like Epic at first didn't have uh, achievements and they didn't have this and that and this and that. But like neither did Steam when it first started. Yeah. I don't know. I just really have such little patience for all the things we have in this world as gamers that are especially going our way, especially now. Right, right, right. And just we can't be happy. More options anymore. and more to play and more, more places to buy. Yeah. Better prices here. You know, like there's options and we just spit in the face. <laughs> now, the one thing I will discuss a little bit more yeah. is the price thing. And I agree. It's a new game for that platform. Uh, in the past, and it's about a year old. In the past, we have seen games that switch platforms, maybe not after a year, but a little longer, go down a little bit in price. Mm -hmm. But I feel like specifically that game is still worth the full price. Uh, but... I can understand that, like, re review bombing it a little bit. But in order to leave a review, you have to buy the game. Yeah. So people are buying the game for the price and then yeah. complaining about it. Yeah. That's the funny thing to me. Yeah, that's just weird, man. Yeah. And I get it, too. It's like, I don't... I think that I should pay $60 for a game. Some games, I think I should even pay more. Right. But I don't want to. Right. You know, if, of I, could pay, if I could pay 30 bucks for every game, that would be fucking great. Yeah. But that's not the world we live in. And if we want these companies to continue to make good games right and not you know review bomb the ones that actually make shitty games and keep playing call of duty forever even though you bitch about it all the time and you don't care right support io give them good reviews because they will continue to make good games here's another thing i you know just I mean? thought of like, in this moment <laughs> just in this moment they're charging 60 dollars on steam and io is putting less money in their pocket than they were at 60 dollars on epic and people are like defending Steam, but they take a higher percentage than Epic does. Yeah. So it's like, how much are they? It's not even just that. Like, it's factors that you don't even think about. You right. know what I mean? It's right. different than, and I know Sony takes a cut and everything. Everybody takes a cut. Like, yeah, well, like, they wouldn't be in business if they I didn't. I get everybody takes a cut, but it's like, that's universal. Right. And it's not iOS fault necessarily. It's like, if you want to easily be able to get their games... You got to help them make money and they right. got to make a little bit too. You know what I mean? Yeah. So my, my gut says that uh, Epic paid them a sizable amount of money yeah. to make it exclusive on their platform first. I wonder if it was in that report. Uh, it was, no, that report was, it predated that oh, game. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. And then they also took less money from them after they recouped whatever. Right. Or if they even did recoup, I don't know. So not only did they give them a bag and gave them more money for every sale, um, or I'm sorry, not only did they give them a bag, but they also gave them more money for every sale, and people are still out here staunchly defending Steam. I love Steam. Most of the yeah. things I play on PC are on Steam. I'm not, you know, whatever. That's not true. Most of them are on Game Pass, right. but I play a lot of stuff on Steam. And I mean, honestly, you money-hungry fucks, like, just wait a couple months, <laughs> it'll go on sale at Steam, right. for fuck's sake. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Yeah, that's just, that honestly makes me kind of sad, because I do think that game's great. And the value you get in that game, the replayability of the missions, like, mm -hmm. that is a, a fully realized game that is, like, AAA quality. And there's no there's no arguing that. You might not like the game. Right. You might not I mean, like... I mean, that'd be for you. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that's fine. But you're paying for what you're getting in this case. Not every case, but this case. Right. So...
just don't shit on it, man. Right. Or, Bastards. Or fucking return it. Right. Like, like I don't know what to tell you, man. It's just sad. Yeah. Entitlement, man. Yeah, pretty much. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. From Software's Elden Ring is out in just over a month. Dude, I saw it went gold. It did go gold. Yeah. This comes from GameInfinitus.com. This is a quote, and so was what I just read. Uh, in recent... In a recent presentation for the Tapai Game Show 2022, From Software talked about the world, collaboration with Miyazaki, and also provided a detailed preview of the gameplay and length of the game. Uh, there's a lot of quotes here that I'm not going to read, uh, but the gist of it is that Elden Ring will be about 30 hours long. Nice. And it's the, the world they've showed off already and the world that they have that they haven't showed off yet is one of the most detailed ones that From has ever done. Which, if you look back at some of their games, there's a lot of detail in from yeah. games. Oh, certainly. So I would just I can just imagine that from is going. I mean that that Elden Ring is going to be insane. Brandon, I am a from fan, but I'm not a from game player. If yeah. that makes any sense, like yeah. I like their stuff. Right. I just am not a super fan. Tell me a little bit about your excitement for Elden Ring. Oh man, it's so weird because it's kind of like the calm before the storm. We're getting kind of close to the date now. And I personally have went dark since yeah. well before last year. Right. Um, I don't know that I have anything <laughs> constructive or interesting to say about it, but that's fine. I, I am excited. I mean, like genuinely, I've heard some buzz about it. I heard that people that have got their hands on it have realized that they've only. Oh yeah, you're excited about Elden Ring. Tell me every <laughs> Elden Ring game you've platinum. <laughs> yeah, please do. Um, but. I've heard that people that have played it have only like even dipped into a very tiny portion of the map and they've yes. been super pleased with what they have. I haven't watched a whole lot because I want to visually be very surprised aside right. from a couple of trailers. Um, but yeah, I just, Sekiro was kind of a weird point for me. Dark Souls 3 was like my holy grail. Right. Um, that was, that was what uh, spawned my love for, you know, the Dark Souls type games. Um, and Sekiro didn't really grasp me as much for some reason. Mm -hmm. So I'm really hoping, and it seems like based on everything I've seen, that this is kind of like, at least stylistically, kind of more similar to what I'm used to. Right. Um, and I'm just absolutely psyched for it to be more of an open experience. Um, and I just want to see the little nooks and crannies, because that's like, that's one of the best parts of these games is the exploration. Believe it or not, I know you're in like small open worlds, but some of the things they can manage to tuck behind corners right. and tuck behind a crevice here, you, you have to shoot this here. They're really inventive. Yeah. And, it, and and they've always incentivized you to explore. 
And with a bigger setting, that's just going to get ramped up a ton. And those are always my favorite aspects of, I don't want to say necessarily exploration games, but any game that has um, a mechanic where it's beneficial for you to look around and be, sure. be excited to look around the next corner, to go into this cave. And I'm going to die a lot, <laughs> but right. it's going to be fun as hell. And I'm, I'm so hyped. Right. I'm so hyped, man. Well, I'm excited for you too. Yeah. I have a feeling I'll play it eventually, but it's not a game I'll be, you know, I'm not going to rush out and buy it. Yeah, no. Dude, and plus you could always borrow mine when I'm done. No, I mean, that sounds even better to me. <laughs> uh, $70. Oh. Okay. Um, okay, so we are going to go back to Microsoft briefly, but not really Microsoft as much as we're just going to talk about Halo for a little bit. Now, you still haven't finished Halo, which is fine. No, actually, you know what? Fuck me. I forgot. Maybe that's a bad sign. I've just completely avoided that from you forgot my memory it that I didn't. Yeah, because I just am enjoying the multiplayer so much more than the campaign. Yeah. Anyway. The, <laughs> I haven't touched Halo in weeks. That's a so, different story. Yeah. But um, Okay, so this is one of the big contentions that we talked about early on with the game was credits and earning them and battle pass progression, all that right. kind of stuff. Well, there's just a tweet uh, from Jerry Hook, who's the head of design at 343, and this tweet was a couple days ago, or actually, yeah, a couple days ago. It says, thanks to your continued feedback, we are happy to confirm credits will be earnable in Season 2's Battle Pass. That means you'll be able to earn credits as part of your Halo Infinite progression. We'll have more to share on this as we get closer to Season 2. That's all it says. Yes. Uh, but I want to know, you've played a good bit more, you've done the events, that yes. kind of stuff, uh, and I've done some of it, just I haven't kept up with it like I want to or, right. or I guess I don't really want to or else I would but you've kept up with a little bit more tell me how you're feeling about the way that the battle pass is progressing the way that um your you know the credits work all that kind of stuff in Halo yeah I mean so my initial thought is that that's great yeah I mean that's kind of like, that tweet's great yeah, yeah yeah I I mean it's 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 literally all the information you need and nothing more right love it um I think that I have not felt like I've been slighted by not being able to earn credits mm -hmm. in the battle pass. I think that maybe as time progresses and we get more battle passes, maybe it would be nice to be able to earn towards the next one because sure. that's kind of the standard standard that's been set up. You know, like you manage to get to the end of one and you essentially have enough money to buy the next one. Right. Right. That's that's the formula and their hope is that you'll spend it on a cosmetic and then you actually have to buy more. I was just going to say that you and I have discussed that and done that where it's like, well, I didn't have to buy the season's battle pass. I'll buy this $10 or whatever. Right, right, yeah. right. So, I mean, they win either way. Yeah. You know what I mean? But um, no, I think this is really great. I am floored by their response to the community and their response to feedback. And I've talked before how I don't think Clearly, community feedback is always in the right. I mean, we just talked about IO. Um, it can be kind of a double-edged sword a lot of times, but I feel like they've really taken something that was very good and continued to make it better quickly, very, very quickly. Um, for not having like a mainline Halo series that has these type of mechanics in it, to, to have something come out and to have the content to have the gameplay feel tight, to be adding constant new game modes. I mean, they are doing it, dude. Right. Like, better than companies, like, their rollout to this was better than Vanguard's rollout, if you ask sure. me. And they've been doing this Battle Pass system for years now. Right, At right. this point. Like, years. Yeah. So, props to them. I mean, honestly, I haven't felt any fatigue, like I said, from not being able to earn credits. 
Um, sure, some of the th- cosmetics are awesome, but if I wanted them, I would buy them, and I don't feel like I need to buy them. Right. Um, so, no, I I think this is going to be a game that is going to be around for a really long time. Yeah. Um, at least based on their initial support. Um, and I think that as time progresses, I genuinely believe that we will continue to see this behavior, at least based on what they've done so far. Um, it doesn't seem like something that is just getting by because it's new. Sure. This feels like another level of care and another level of just concern for the player and how they can make their game better. Right. Often. Yeah. Um, Man, yeah, just event after event. Right, right. <laughs> new playlist after new playlist. I mean, I've already said it. It's just, it's really good. Um, and the game is amazing. Um, I said a couple minutes ago that I really love the multiplayer. Uh-huh. Um, and the multiplayer, in my opinion, is so much better than the campaign. Yeah. Um, campaign is very repetitive. Yeah. I mean, so is multiplayer, don't get me wrong. Right, no, I but mean... But in a different way. You're Yeah, yeah. Definitely in a different way, yeah. but... Um, I mean, so is shipment on Call of Duty, and you and I would play that all day, every day. Right, <laughs> and and ultimately, the multiplayer is what gives these games legs. I mean, Modern Warfare 2 and Call of Duty 4 was amazing, but and people are talking about the campaign, but, like, the multiplayer is what lets it live longer, you right. know what I mean? And with this type of support, I could really see this sticking around for quite a bit. Sure. Um, and... Oh, they intend for it, too. I don't want to be too preemptive because, you know, obviously we don't know how the next generation is going to work or anything like that. But this could be a flagship. I mean, legitimately, they could build off of this platform that they've created for years and years and years. It is called Infinite. You know what I mean? Yeah. Think about it, though. I mean, they're really setting themselves up to have a really nice chunk of change being rolled in for years now at this point in my opinion just wait till the battle to the uh, battle royale comes out i know dude finally <laughs> yeah uh now i i honestly don't even think it needs it but i would play it yeah um but now i'm i'm pleased with this i've every single piece of news that comes out since this game has come out i've been pleased with yeah there's not been a thing that's happened you know there was a little bit of fatigue when it first came out and it dropped early oh we want some more playlist Within Here a mo- month, month and a half, boom. Yeah. We want more content. We don't think this samurai event is giving us cool enough shit. Boom. Right. All the samurai events over. Oh, here's this completely new thing that we haven't shown off that I think is <laughs> happening as we speak, Ben. Yeah. There's a new event happening as we speak. Boom. New right. playlist. Right. And a new game mode that's I don't think has ever been in a Halo that people are really loving from yeah. what I'm seeing on Reddit. Yeah. Um, but props to them, man. Nice. I mean, legitimately. Um props yeah for sure for, for sure. sure for sure and i and i hope that other developers will take their success and capitalize it on them on themselves uh-huh. um and kind of just learn right. from how they're responding um so yeah 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 there's still part of me that says it could have used more time in the oven but but i'm not disappointed by the the way they've responded and stuff. Yeah. yeah. You know, I, I think that I agree with you. It, it probably would have been a lot better if it would have come out with co-op and forge mm-hmm. and would have had all these game modes on release, but it was kind of cool that we got to play it and start earning shit early. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I'm, 
I'm kind of like going both ways with that because I, I did bitch like three months ago, four months ago, sure. however long it was ago about no co-op and no forge. But what they're putting out is making me not care as much. Yeah, yeah. And I, and, and I think that's that's the way it should be. Right. So, Brandon, it's that time. We're going to talk about what we've been playing. Ooh, we. You're up first. Oh, man. Because uh, mine's hit, boring. I'm going to so. hit you out of nowhere. Oh, um, no. Well, I've been playing more Deep Rock. I have played a... F- I'm, I'm going to save it, but I'm going to hit you out of nowhere here in a second. Okay. Um, I've been playing more Deep Rock. I've played a lot of this game, like over a day's play time at this point. Wow. I'm feeling a little bit of fatigue, um, mostly because I've been stuck in like early game with uh-huh. most of my friends. Right. And I want to see what this game has to offer. Like I genuinely want to get to the end game. Yeah. And like see, because I put enough time in now that I want to see what the end is. You know what I mean? And I think I'm close to that and I'll report more on that later, but just props to that game again. Please try it. Anyone that's listening. It's a lot of fun. It's a cool game. It, yeah. It, it it really is. Um, But um, aside from that, dude, I've been playing, <laughs> I can't even believe I'm saying this. I've been playing Skyrim again. Oh shit. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> I can't believe I'm saying oh, this. No. I can't believe I'm saying this. Did you buy the new edition or I whatever? I feel shame. I feel shame. Um, no, I actually did not. Okay, that's some edition. self-restraint right there. Yeah, I did. Yeah. So I, I bought the special edition. Is this like your 12th time playing the game? Per near. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I, I bought the special edition on PS4. Yeah. And luckily for me, the PS5 upgrade is free. Oh, nice. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, dude. And believe it or not, I, I don't want to say I ever laughed in the face of people that talked about 60 frames a second. Yeah. I just couldn't understand it. Mm-hmm. I couldn't visualize it. But I don't want to say Skyrim feels new because it does not. I know where everything is. Right. I know what they're going to say. I know when I go to the the forge that he's going to say the same shit that he said for fucking, it feels like 20 years now. Right. <laughs> but at 60 frames, dude, it feels way different. I got to be honest. Yeah. Um, and it's been really cool kind of seeing the world. Mm-hmm. in this new way uh something i'm so familiar with being different right and not knowing quite how to wrap my brain around it so i've been playing that and from my understanding there's even been new things added that's oh in the old version even even if you have not upgraded to the anniversary version uh-huh. which does give you bethesda curated mods yeah and fishing and fishing well that's what I'm saying, though, is I think even if you haven't, if you have the PS4 game and you do the upgrade, I think they've even added things to people that haven't paid again. Oh, wow. Yeah, including fishing. I think I think on the list, my buddy Kevin sent me a list of the stuff that they added for free. Right. But I think fishing is one of them. Yeah. Um. So <laughs> I can't believe I'm saying it, but I am playing a little <laughs> bit of Skyrim again. It, it wasn't very big and it downloaded so quick and I just had to know. Right. And I'm actually playing a High Elf, which I've never played before. Okay. And I'm playing a Conjuration build, which I have never played before. Right. Um, so... So kind of a new experience, even though it's the yeah, same old game. it actually yeah. kind of is. Um, but, man, if you have a copy of it on PS4 and you have a PS5, just... You don't have to play it. Just just pop it in to check the 60. I actually think it's kind of fun right. how different it looks. Yeah. Um, a game like that, like... You know, I've played some games on on 30 and then 60, but it's been like a long time in between. With that game, that's a game that like nobody's ever stopped playing. Well, not nobody, but right. you know, people haven't stopped playing in a, right. over a decade. And 
to go so drastic. Like a game you know so well. Right. Is, yeah, really cool to see differently yeah. like that. It's really interesting. And I don't know if I'm going to stick with it. I mean, honestly, I things like this, even like GTA that I talked about a couple weeks ago. Yeah. I've kind of fallen off on that, too, because ultimately it comes down to am I having fun? Right. Um, and GTA 3 is not very fun. I pretty much have that same philosophy with games where if I'm liking it, I'm going to keep playing it. And if I if I want to play something more than something I'm playing, unless I have a deadline for some reason, whether it's, you know, it could be a review or um, a podcast or whatever. Right. Then you talk about it. Sure, I'll play it even if I'm not enjoying it. But most of the time I just play what I want to play at the moment. Right. And Skyrim isn't old enough yet that it feels really bad. Yeah. But I will say... I always play in first person. I don't know what kind of psychopaths play in third person. You yeah. can't see a goddamn thing. <laughs> but I play in first person, and I am a first person guy. So being able to see 60 solid frames right. while I'm casting magic is actually... Legit. I was smiling last night, like <laughs> like legitimately. This game holds a very special place in mine and a lot of people's hearts. And to see it in a different way was... Uh, refreshing and just kind of brought me back a little bit nice dude yeah so out of nowhere i it it was just kind of a whim yeah the ps5 version i couldn't i had to at least see yes and who knows whether or not i'll be roped in but that's what happened to me it's a little different because it's newer but with ghost tsushima oh yeah yeah yeah. uh whatever the i had just like i you know just played a ton of it played a bunch of the multiplayer and then the ps5 patch came out with the 60 frames and everything yes and i popped it in just for like 10 minutes to go look around. And I was like, okay, like I'm good. Yeah. I just wanted to see it. Right, like, right. You know, yeah, dude. I'll play it again eventually, but yeah. it wasn't the moment. What else? Anything else? Oh, man. Um, I beat Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, nice. Finally. We didn't talk about um, that. No, no. I just beat it the other night. I mean, like you and I did. Yeah, yeah, no. Yeah. I, I wish I would have beaten it last year. Yeah. I'm going to be honest. Um, but... I'm really glad it won Best Narrative. Yeah. Um, I want to see more games like this. Yeah. Legitimately. Like, exactly like this. Even if it's not the same characters, the same setting, like, this type of game. This right. type of God of War experience where you can have a fully realized game that has amazing visuals, that has good dialogue, that has meaningful characters that actually make me give a fuck about what's going on on the screen at any given moment. Sure. That isn't littered with anything that I'm not interested in. Right. So very refreshing. So you liked it is what you're saying. I, I, I liked it a lot is what I'm saying. Yeah. Yes. Um, now, why did you say you wish you had played it last year? Just like you wish you'd gotten to it sooner? Yeah. 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 No, I I wish I would have played it in the year that it came out, gotcha. I guess is what I'm saying, because it, 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 it would have been much higher on my list for game of the year. Not that we really even talked about that. Right. But I kind of wish I could have experienced it when it was happening closer. Yeah. Um, so I could have had a more emotional response at the time to it winning Best Narrative or being nominated for anything, in fact. Right. Um, I think uh, Hitman 3 and Guardians kind of tie for my game of the year. Oh, my really? My personal game. I mean, I didn't play everything there was last year or anything, yeah. but I played a lot. Yeah. And uh, they, they're definitely both, like, neck and neck for me. Yeah. No, it was so fun and just a great story. I can't go back to that enough is that I do think genuinely that it should have won best narrative Um, and just play the game if you don't think otherwise, because not many games came out last year where I was fully engrossed the whole time with the story. Yeah. Some of the stuff you do in video games is fun and that's okay. And it doesn't have to be super. Yeah. It doesn't have to have to be meaningful. But by the end of the story, I was like, God damn, like these are my, 
these are my pe- like this sure. is this is my team right. you know what i mean and right. like i felt that because the writing was good and i felt that because of the, what we had went through in the game and the progression right. and the pacing and not many games make me feel that way lately right um now multiplayer games don't really do that i get that but right. i just think that it came out of nowhere and i really really i don't know if i said this before but i really thought this game was going to be shit yeah and me I'm, too and i'm very very happy that it's not yeah so very very good um i was kind of the part of the reason i downloaded skyrim was because i beat guardians and i was like well what, what story game am i gonna play next right and go figure you know the ps5 upgrade just chill in there for a game i played like 400, 400 hours <laughs> yeah like yeah. literally yeah. so but that's nice. about it man that's cool that that's about it i've been um not playing a whole lot new because this it's it's been a weird year so far i thought i was gonna have a lot less responsibilities and uh i do but i have a lot more stuff filling time too that it, just in weird t- like my timing is all different now yeah anyway the long story short here is i've been playing of course a lot of sea of thieves for streams and stuff like that uh enjoying it more than i ever have there's a lot of problems with the game right now uh after the most recent update but they're usually pretty quick to respond to a lot of that stuff what i've been spending a lot of time in in sea of thieves is actually um there's a, a, another content creator uh, who's running a competition for making cinematics. And so I've been working on that cinematic and just like, you know, capturing shots and editing footage and stuff like that. Uh, so I've been really enjoying that. And I think it's something I want to do some more of yeah. uh, and actually create some more like cinematic style film, um, you know, dramatic kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, I showed it to you before the show yeah. and uh, it's not done yet, but it's it's close to done. And uh, I really like it. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. I'm not going to give any spoils. You're going to want to see it. Is it going to be public? Um, so I have to ask True about that. He's it's got to be private until his stream where he reviews them all and then like you know picks the winner. Gotcha. Uh, I think after that, I don't see any reason why they wouldn't be available to the public. Like he can't say you can never really. I, I don't imagine he would say you can never release it. Um, but I'll keep everybody updated. I'm sure if nothing else, I can upload it directly to like the Discord or something. Yeah. No, definitely check it out. It's a lot of fun. I'm not even like, like I've dabbled yeah, and it, and it was pretty damn cool. It's funny because a lot of the people making cinematics, they're making ones that like just anybody out there can enjoy. Right. And mine is one that anybody can enjoy, but you have, but like if you have a little bit of backstory of the game, if you know a little bit about the lore of the game too, I think it's more impactful. And so. those are so much more meaningful yeah. to the people yeah. that do know. You right. know what I mean? And that's the audiences. Yeah. 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 The, yeah. the goal is to get something anyone can consume, but you've made it in such a way that it's more meaningful if you have the experience. Right. You know what I mean? The other thing I've been playing, and this is as much of a confession as a celebration, is Uncharted. Ooh. Because I have never, except for on the the Vita version, played, and I didn't even play the whole thing, played Uncharted. Damn. And I don't know why, because it's a very Ben Smith style game. Like, it's very much a game that I enjoy. I like like open world, but I like linear, action-y cover based, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Confessions part two. Me neither. Confessions part two. Yeah. Oh, You've never God. played Uncharted? Uh, I have played like 
partials of some of the oh, games. Oh, I thought you played Uncharted. No. Okay. Yeah. Well, anyway, I'm playing Uncharted, uh, of course, with uh, PlayStation Plus or one of the free things they did last year. I can't remember. Uh, I got the first three and then part of the PlayStation Plus collection is the fourth one. So anyway, I'm like six or seven hours into the first one. I think I'm getting close to the end, honestly, uh, of it. And I'm really enjoying it. It's obviously old and this is the remastered one, but it's obviously an older game. And, you know, if it came out tomorrow, we probably wouldn't be super satisfied with it. But knowing the context and um, knowing how acclaimed it is, I can see why already. Yeah. So I'll report back on that. I'm planning on playing through all of them. I'd like to finish. I'm sure the the movie, which I'm going to see just because they're going to be talking about it on podcast. I edit yeah, yeah. and I'm going to want to know, like, right, you know, right, right. I'd rather if I, if I get spoiled on something, I'd almost rather never even like view it. Yeah. You're just spiteful at that point. Yeah, I understand. Yeah. It's sure. like, well, what's the point? I already know the Dude, ending. I did, I've done that with TV shows. Right. But anyway, so to say that I'm going to play the games that the movie's based on and get spoiled on the movie. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, it doesn't matter. I'm not even that excited about the movie. I just, you know, I'm going to see it. So yeah. I want to play the games, and I'll, I plan on playing through it, uh, at least all four of them and maybe the um, the standalone as well. So. Which I heard was some of the best. Of I the heard series. that too. Yeah. I have heard so. that too. Yeah. Brandon, that's all I have for Damn. today. That's it. Woo! Sheesh. We made it. We made it. Guys, if you're not already... Hop on the Discord, handsomefam.com slash Discord. Hang out with us. Tell us about our bad gaming takes or compliment us on our good ones. And if you want to help support the show, dollar or more a month over at patreon.com slash handsomefam. Brandon, thank you for joining me, sir. Thank you for having me. Really, you never, you've been, never abandoned me. Never. Like the other guys. Never. You know, I know they have perfectly legitimate <laughs> excuses yeah. and that no one should shame them, but I'm going to shame them. How dare you? Dude, I'm here. All right. I'm grinding. We'll see you later. Bye. The HP Podcast and Handsome Phantom is supported by our proud patrons over at patreon.com slash handsomephantom. Htrons, Maurice Bays, Passive Pixels, Edwin Castillo, Fusebro, Boots, Hoot, Jared, Josh Cummings, Edward Walton, Charles Peterson, Toby Ryland, Straw Hat Ninja, Jared Cavaliero, and Jason Canham.